You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. This is The Comedy Cellar Show on Roger. <laughs> Serious 99 comedy hits. This is Dan Natterman, and this is The Comedy Cellar Show, coming at you from the Alder Tree Cafe in New York's Greenwich Village. And of course, uh, you're hearing my voice, that can only mean one thing. That once again, Noam is on a family vacation. Is he on another family he vacation? He is in Disney World. Oh, God. Which, of course, brings up the question we always bring up when he's not here is, does he ever need to be here? Could this place run reasonably well without him? And I think the answer is yes. In fact, possibly better. I don't think better. I do think <laughs> he, uh, <clears throat> he brings somebody to the table. Uh, at least people are less likely to steal when he's around. I would you think? Well, yeah, I think when the boss is here, people are less likely to do bad things, but I think it would run reasonably well without him. But anyway, this is, I think, third summer vacation uh, this summer, and uh, expect more vacations in the fall, I would imagine. Um, how are you, uh, Montella? We have a jam-packed show tonight. I don't yeah, know if you we know do. who's coming. I don't know if you're excited. I'm pretty you excited. You should be, because we got Rory <laughs> Albanese uh-huh. from uh, the, the Late Lately Show. Okay. I say the Late Lately Show because it's no longer with us. I see. Or it's been... Nightly show. The nightly show. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. The late nightly show. That's why I was confused. <laughs> like the lately show, I don't think was ever on the air. Right. The late nightly show. My Got bad. It. And Ryan Hamilton is supposed to be here now, and I don't see hiding her hair. It's very unlikely. Not like him to be yeah. late. That I mean, he must know, be. He must be saving he's, someone. He's probably from saving somebody from something. He ran in. And listeners of the show know that Ryan Hamilton is the world's nicest man. Not only the nicest man in the comedy world, but the nicest man in the world world. Correct. And uh, what's new, Chris? And I've, I read recently, uh, I don't know if you'll find this interesting, that flossing, they have said, does, may not do any good at all. Really? Yeah, so I'm in, uh, I don't know, I'm in crisis. Why? You're because doing... do I floss or do I not floss? I don't like to floss. Right. But maybe, my dentist tells me it's good. I think it, uh, oral hygiene and, and cavities and all that stuff really is mostly based on genetics, like most things. For instance, I've flossed maybe a dozen times in my whole life. I've never had a cavity. Are you fun to kiss, though? I, Is it, what? I'm saying breath-wise. Yeah, but that doesn't have to do with flossing. Well, I think it, no, it does because little food particles can, 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 can go wrong. Yeah, but I think it. if you brush regularly and mouthwash and that kind of stuff, I think the flossing's overkill. Unless you got, you know, really got gum issue. I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those things that... Hey, Rory is here. Rory, have a seat. Hey, guys. We got Rory Albanese. Uh, what's the proper pronunciation of your name? Hey, the proper pronunciation is Albanese. You do it right. Albanese. Albanese. Eh? He's nice. He's good. I think he's from the boot He's area. no good. He's from uh, the boot. Yeah, but I don't say, say Albanese because I'm, I'm an American. You know? Ob- I understand that, but Albanese. I think there's, there's something to be Albanese. said for heritage. Yeah, I agree. I think there's something to be said for heritage. Do you heritage. floss? Yeah, I, I've, uh, I walked in on that hot floss topic. Yeah, it's yeah. really... Yeah, well, you know, I, I floss. Debate. You know, I think I'm probably supposed to floss a little bit more than I do. You know, according Well, I don't know if you dentist. heard me. I said that I read somewhere I, I, I can't the believe latest that's true. literature. I can't believe that's true, Dan. How could getting food particles out, out from between your teeth. your teeth not be good for you? How can I mean, you know, you don't have to spend all those years at dentistry school <laughs> to know keeping, keeping stuff uh, away from your, 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 your teeth. Well, it seems logical enough. Yeah, I think so. You know, but uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, I, if it's not if it's not good for you, I'm not gonna. I'm do a it flossing anymore. skeptic, but I believe in global warming. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, we'll get to the the you know uh, um, Montella that yeah. uh, Albanese was the showrunner. I believe that's the term that they use. Yeah, they use the showrunner, which sounds like a superhero, mm-hmm. but uh, that just means 
the guy in charge. Yeah, the guy in charge. Of the nightly show. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yep. And that nightly show, um, well, I guess we can talk about it now because Ryan's not here. It oh. must be big, though, because only, I've only here. heard that term used twice in our show. What's what, showrunner? Yeah. I try to avoid it because the average, when I wasn't in, in show business, and one could make the case that I'm still not in show business, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know what a showrunner, you said to me a showrunner, I'm thinking like the Super Friends. Right. Yeah. It's, but you know, it's not a normal word. That's okay. not even really a word. You know, it's like a made-up compound word. It just it just means, yeah, the showrunner is the term. They, they, you know, instead of executive producer, people say showrunner. Because there's a different types of executive producers, and then there's somebody who, like, day-to-day -day runs it. So that's what I was on this particular show. Is the show off the air, or is it will be off the air soon? Oh, it's it, done. It's they, already oh, they done. canceled it. Man. I saw... Really? Yeah, they took it out back, and they put a they put 22 a behind the ear. I saw... Um, you, you tweeted something like... Um, the. I found this out because Rory tweeted, not tweeted, he uh, Facebooked, uh, you know, the, ta the nightly show people are the most talented people I've ever worked with. Yes. So that sounded like an obituary to me. Yes, they were. <laughs> Even though he didn't say specifically the show is dead. No, when you well, say... You know, word, word was out at Like when you point. see a picture of somebody's father yes. on Facebook. Yeah. You kind of know, right? They don't have to say the guy's dead and you, you see that picture. Well, it of depends the, on the words that are under it because it could be like a birthday father's thing day, or something. Unless it's Father's Day. Or mm -hmm. birthday. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, the father thing yeah. might not be the best example. Yeah, but, but the I get, I get was, what you're saying. The wording was, I, I, this is the most talented group of people I've ever worked with. Yeah. And right. I said to myself, this show is finished. Yeah, yeah. it is. It was done. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, it was. I, I, I say that. Everybody says that when things end. They like to look back. But it really was. I, I, you know, I mean, part of that is me um, underhandedly complimenting myself because I really hired most of them. But I have to tell you, man, it was a hell of a group of people. I would you, work with were you guys really sh Were you really shocked? Yeah, totally shocked. Okay. I mean, I, you know, here's the truth. I, I knew the show wasn't doing well in the ratings, but that's, you know, that's not really something you can do much about these days. There's so mm -hmm. many shows on the right. TV, and late night is not a place where you need more. Um, and also with, with the, the topic, you know, like when I, I used to work at the Daily Show uh, for a long time, and I was the, ended up being the showrunner there towards the end. And um, I could tell you that, like, that show at the time when it was peaking, it really was unique in that, like, you know, the only other people doing comedy news at the moment, at that moment, were like SNL and they were doing it every week. Right. It was like pre Twitter, pre all this stuff when it was really taking off. So there wasn't that we were a fast turnaround, a fast reaction to what was happening. But now, you know, there's a lot of that. Even, you know, just Twitter alone is twice as fast as right. a TV show can be and all that. So, you know, I wasn't. I, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, the show is killing. How can they cancel? But I was definitely surprised. I, I assumed they would say something like, you guys are good through the election or you guys are good through Christmas. We'll let you know about 2017. This was like, you've got four days left. Goodbye. Wow. You know? Yeah, it was hard. It was, it was cold. It was cold. And also, I, maybe they would keep it on just because you have a, 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 a black voice. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Does yeah. that have any merit to it? Well, it has merit to it in the sense of I mean, they didn't do it, but I'm th no. in my thinking might be the Comedy Center would say... Oh, uh, we well, let's keep this because it's a different, uh, you know. Although Trevor Noah's half black. So. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, but he's like the whitest black person. Well, he's also that. he's also you know not. I I, I kept saying, to Larry, the thing we really got to lean into is that you're American, you know, because Oliver's right. British, Sam B's Canadian, right? right. Trevor's oh, from South, right. you know, South yeah. Africa. It's like you want to get your fake news from somebody American, but I, you know, to me, it wasn't just Larry being black. It's like we had three 
black women in late night every night. We had a team of contributors. I was the I was one of them. I was one of the contributors on the show as well. But I was the only white guy on the whole. But you're gonna say you were one of the black women. I was the bla- <laughs> I was one of the blackest women in late night television. Uh, that's where I play I play a black woman on, woman on TV. No, so it's you know uh, Ricky Velez who you know is a seller oh, yeah. comic. Mike I know, Yard. I know Ricky also Vanish. a seller comic. You know you so had uh, Owen worked on that show. Owen, didn't yeah, he? Owen Smith just just got Owen Smith hired as a writer. Ugh. He just landed, and we were like, I've got bad news. You gotta go. You gotta right. go back. LA. Uh, yeah, but we had uh, Grace Parra, who's Latino, Jordan Carlos, black comic. So we had eight contributors, seven of whom were not white. I was the eighth who was a white guy. And I, and I, let's face it, as a, as white men go, you're hardly the whitest. No, I wouldn't say I'm the whitest. I'm an Italian Jew. You know, yeah. that's like new white. New white. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm not so like right. I'm not like a waspy golf golf pro. <laughs> you're, you're not you know? like your 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 lady friend. Yeah, no, my white. my lady friend is extremely uh, white. But She's, I'm you know. Uh, Rory, I'm. I'm getting. You don't seem overly upset. I. I got a feeling. Uh, you're not. You're not. Well, devastated. I'm on the radio. You know and how angry yeah. am I going to be? Well, I'm not going to go on a rant about. No, but I want to hear unfairness. real shit. Yeah, I'll tell you real stuff. I mean, here's the honest but it, truth. Like, it's it's definitely frustrating to me that a show that had that diverse a cast and a voice got killed. And yeah. I do think that there's more than it dying. It's it wasn't as supported as I would have liked it to be. Like, I, it, what, really what happened when the show launched, it was a very different show. John Stewart was still on TV. He started the show. He actually called me and said, do you want to run this new show when Colbert goes up there? And I said, no, because I was on the road doing stand-up. And I was in, like, Cleveland in, like, bed with, like, a waitress and a sandwich. And I was like, yeah, I'm never going back to TV again. This is fantastic. And, um, and then he started telling me, it's Larry Wilmore. It's about, you know, black issues, cultural stuff. And I like that a lot more than politics. And then he was like, and you could be on it. You know, he initially said, I want you to be the token white guy. I was like, oh, that sounds awesome, you know. So I uh, came back to New York, and we started it, you know, built this show. And originally it was supposed to be this sort of four-person roundtable talk show. And it evolved into like a Daily Show-esque cultural commentary show. And we built this team of contributors. and we So it really evolved from where it started. The problem was when the show started it, it wasn't very good. I will gladly say that. But neither was Conan or Seinfeld or right. most shows in their first year, particularly late night. You know, uh, Daily Show wasn't very good when it started. Even when John was on it, I started just after John. It was just getting its footing. I was there six. I started six months after John Stewart, and it wasn't what. And it, you throw a bunch of people together that never worked together yeah, before. Yeah, it takes a you while. Gotta, yeah, yeah, you got to build the rhythm. You got the right. Larry never hosted a show. You know that's why I always liken it to Conan that first season or so because it takes a while. Right. And then. Um, Basically, as we started to find the show and got its rhythm, John Stewart left. You know, so we had we lost our lead in. So by the time the show sort of became good and funny, nobody, everyone already had watched it and been like, ah, I don't like that show. And I'm like, No, yeah. you didn't like it, and you were right not to like it. But now it's now different. It's yeah. The problem is, once it became a different show, the network never told anybody. We never did like a second round of promos. We never did another media blitz of like. A version 2.0 nightly show. Here's what it is. Here's this team of contributors. Here's all these. So do you think that contributed to it, that there was just kind of like this disconnect between? Yeah, I think most people forgot it was on TV. Now, yeah. now am I saying that would have saved it? No. I mean, the idea of people. Wa- Look, the other thing that doesn't help is it wasn't like we weren't crushing in the viral video game. But to me, that's not something you could control. You just kind of make stuff and it either goes viral or it doesn't. I do wish there was more support behind it. I do wish that the press team at Comedy Central was doing more to push it. You know, I kept calling them and saying, we've got three black women in late night. Where is that article? How is that not a spread in a magazine? Right, like, right. that's a thing. We had a, 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 a female black head writer who was Robin Thede. He was also one of the contributors. We had, like, these incredible people 
who, historically speaking, in the television industry, have not had an opportunity. And inside and out, it wasn't just on camera. Like, our writers were diverse. Our staff was diverse. You know, our director was this guy, Andre Allen, who I worked with for years at The Daily Show. Black guy. Like, even people who have been in this business a long time worked on that show and would say to me, I can't even believe the people that work here, how great they are, how diverse they are. So it was a special place that we built. It, no one knew about it, you know? So that's, I'm not a publicity guy, I'm not a marketing guy, but it didn't need another round of marketing do they that we give never you, got. Do they give you, like, a, do you get any closure with this type of stuff? Like, do they give you a kind of a list of, like, this is why? No. Nah. I feel like you just, it's like a it's, bad breakup. They just, yeah, it's, it's not working out, by. No, it's <laughs> you like, just clinging. It's for, like that, but it's almost worse because it's like, they stop calling, and you're like, yeah. you know, that kind of breakup. You're like, how come she's not calling me? Right, you know, and then you're like, right. is everything okay? They're like, yeah, 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 it's fine. We'll talk to you next week. You're like, wait and a your minute. Your stuff's on the curb. Like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> then you show up. You're like, hold on, those are all my shirts. And the good news is, the, curb. the good news is, is that an Albanese always lands on his feet. Yeah, and and he, you was, know that old, uh, you know that old Polish brother. And, <laughs> and he was telling me before, I think, unless my memory is failing me, that you were kind of looking to get more into stand up anyway. Mm. And, and, and For me, I was looking to get out of the producing, show-running part of my job. I wanted to convert to being on camera full-time. I ended up initially thinking I'd be on the show like once a month. Gladly, I thought that would be cool, but it turned into my job. It became an on-camera job. I was on two, three nights a week. I was doing characters. I, got, I was wearing mustaches, doing accents. It was amazing. It was a totally different level of performing than I ever thought I'd be able to do on this particular show. And then... My dream was to be able to sort of hand over the keys. Uh, Brittany Scott, who uh, is it was this, is this incredible woman. She's an amazing producer, and I was trying to get her up to speed to run the show. We just got a new head writer. So I was sort of trying to walk away from the I have to do everything part of my job and just get into performing. So this is a blessing in disguise. Well, it's not a blessing level. It's not a blessing for the hundred people that don't have a job. Yeah. Well, you know, so we for can. me, I feel very responsible for those people. Like I had to look those people in the eyes, and I was giving them unintentionally false hope because I very much believe this show would continue through at least the election so the whole time people I, would, come I up would to just me. say welcome all those people to my world yes <laughs> yes well I, you know what I told everybody and they get it which is if you've been in the TV or comedy business you know 90% of its rejection and if you're new to it welcome to it this is right. what I've been talking about you know, you know but uh, hey better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all I do just want to know what is it next for Rory Abenezzi uh, that's a good question Dan uh, are you uh, just going to take this opportunity to become more uh, more stand up yeah, or I'm trying, trying to get to another do, TV gig I'm trying to do an hour My that's my goal this year is to get an hour sold to somebody and I'm going on the road starting in September just doing tour dates all across the land well, I just got, a, by the way, a text from Ryan Hamilton. He said he's, he didn't know he was supposed to be there. Well. Do, who, do, did, did, who, didn't someone Lewitsky, confirm that? Lewitsky. Did you book Ryan? I did. Because he said he didn't know, but he's, he's coming. Yeah. He, uh, there was something. that He yeah. did not do anything wrong. You can, you, can, you, can go to, you can go to court and tell you, I can tell you right now, without even putting your hand on a Bible, Ryan Hamilton not lying. Yeah. Whatever he says is the truth. It would be really funny if he had just texted Lou, like, fuck you, and then... Yeah. But well, he, like that, he's really evil. Oh, Ryan Hamilton. Well, Ryan, I'm, <laughs> Ryan Hamilton is finally joined us, and we believe Ryan because he's Ryan. And if he says hello, Ryan, did, you didn't know you were supposed to be on the uh, on here today? No. 
I didn't know. Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. I was told that um, to we, get would, my, we would play it by ear. Oh, mm. okay. And that I would show uh, up and no. maybe I could go on. Well, let me him. tell you what happened, Ryan. So here I am about to plug all these fall tour dates I have, and then it all becomes about Ryan Hamilton's late. <laughs> we you know what I mean? Get, oh, we no. will get to you. We will get to <laughs> you. The show is over. Well, we'll Hamilton's get not here. We'll get to your tour not enough. Rory's not enough. <laughs> Rory is enough, but Speaking I was worried about Ryan might have gotten Shanghai. Speaking of... Speaking of a diverse <laughs> cast, it's nice to be here with everybody. <laughs> well, we had a woman yeah, coming a on point. a little bit oh, later. We lady, were talking, Ryan. Love lady. You had said that you another woman. You had said we have a woman coming on. Didn't even acknowledge you as a lady. Just, there will be at some well, point a, a true female. <laughs> girl wears skirts, dresses. We were saying how uh, if you said you didn't know that you had to be here, then we know that that's the truth. That you're not going. Oh well, that's we can nice take it to back. And that brings up to a topic I did want to discuss very briefly. But Brian, are you? You've been following with this UCB uh, scandal? A little bit. I've, I've been uh, following it as little as possible. We, we talked about the scandal last week. Rory, you, you, you're aware of this, the rape scandal at the UCB. Oh, I've heard about it, yes. That somebody was accused of being raped. Yes. And I was on the internet, uh, you know, involved in the, in the discussion. No, I don't mm -hmm. troll. Well, he has a kidding. Google alert set for UCB rape, so it happened to ding. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, in the <laughs> And so, so a waitress that used to work here said, said to me, you know, uh, not that I was saying, I don't know why she was going at me, but she said that, uh, well, this is dangerous because anybody can just go on, on Facebook and accuse anybody of being raped. And so this is a very dangerous time we're living in. Yeah, but that's and, always been the case. I mean, but you could stand I, in the town square and you yell at You certainly could, but, I, but, but this, this adds to the power of the... But I said to myself, that is true, and I shouldn't, certainly shouldn't accuse somebody of rape online if, unless you know, but... If so, just because somebody accuses you of rape doesn't mean it's necessarily going to get traction. No, if that, I, and, the, and the example that I want is here we have Ryan Hamilton. <laughs> Nobody oh, would gosh. believe it. Wow, and if Ryan, a, that is a tough transition, <laughs> Ryan. I'm sorry. Well, we have Ryan Hamilton, and if anybody went online and accused him of rape... I, I was getting shanghai on the way here or on the podcast? <laughs> oh, I'm Actually. sorry, Ryan. Is this not a topic you... I'm, no, I'm, I'm complimenting you. I know you, you are. I'm, I'm just saying kidding. you're the least rapey man oh, in comedy. That's, that's, uh, and nobody would believe it. Well... You know? And as a matter of fact, I'll do you one better. If I saw you raping somebody, I wouldn't believe it. I would say, I don't know who that is, but it ain't Ryan Hamilton. That's the credibility you have. Well, that's nice to hear. Um, and the, the only, there's nobody less rapey than you unless we go into, you'd have to go into, 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 into the world of fiction to find a, <laughs> maybe one of the Smurfs. Wow. And not, but Brainy, and, I always and not thought rape, was. And not rapey Smurf, because he is just no. all yeah. over the place. I always thought Brainy was the... Rufy Smurf. Most likely to rape of the Smurfs. Yeah. He seemed very entitled, like he would just think, these girls are stupid and they should fuck me because it's a privilege. Right. Wow. How many? Well, there was really very few female Smurfs. There was only like one. one. Well, no, I think there was a... Wasn't there like at some point... They I think had, it was no, an evil she was like a bait. Didn't she they was throw like a, a redhead at some point? Oh, really? Oh, I think Jesus she was a Christ. kid. They're Rory, all kind <laughs> of kids, though. They're all so tiny. Who can tell? Rory, we will get to your tour dates. Rest assured. Mm. You to the, can to my take theory on the Smurfs. To the bank. I just... I didn't invite you here to talk about that. Okay. I invited you here because, uh, first of all, I was like to have you. I was like to see you. Well, yeah, likewise. But uh, you did the other night. We were talking a couple of weeks ago about New Joke City. Yeah. That's the new yeah. joke show that we have every Monday night in the Fat Black Pussycat Lounge where comics do the new shit. I did it a couple of weeks ago. Ryan, I, I did it. You did it two weeks in a row. Yeah, I did. I'll do it every, every week I can. Well, well how did, did you do the same? Did you do all new jokes? Like, you did two weeks in a row... Did you do all new jokes from the second week? I didn't repeat anything from the, f the second time, from the first time. Um, and but those are all of, new jokes? Well, 
I had done a couple of them a couple times other places. Like I did, a, I did a brand new joke on the seller stage before I did it at the new. But I thought I've only done it once. I'm going to do it on the new joke thing and try and expand it. Well, to me, my definition of a new joke is a joke that is not fully realized. If if yes. if, if, if you did it once definition. at the seller, yeah. and it annihilated, and yeah. it's perfect as is, then yes. you are not. I don't believe. Uh, allowed to do it on the new joke night. I think now, that's a great... Uh, now, nobody will come and arrest you, but I'll know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and sometimes that's worse. <laughs> Any kind and of if you don't think I'll punishment. fucking must, if, you know, fucking give you what you deserve, you're wrong. <laughs> a fucking Hanley pulled it. He, he did... Was it Hanley? Some motherfucker that had to, did some two-month-old joke. Wow. <laughs> he was like, he got up there, he's like, hey, what about Easter, huh? I, t- we I told about everybody. The penalty, right? I think the penalty should be the amount of time that you do of jokes that are old... Yeah. Now we could debate whether you get that time dis- uh, subtracted. Right. So, like, if you did three minutes of new jokes next week, you only get four minutes out oh. of your seven. I like that rule. Now, Dan said maybe we should make them do the. No, th- I think you should make them. What you do is this: you got you got say seven minutes to do new jokes, maybe five, whatever. If you do two minutes of old jokes and three minutes, then you got to do two more minutes the next week. Right. Of new jokes. So Just now you have nine minutes of new wait, jokes. You get more stage time for screwing Yeah. Yes, writing, but- writing comedy is, is a punishment. You didn't know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but- By the end of the week, I'm going to have a 25 minute spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm That's doing it, it on but Monday. No, because, but you only get four weeks of that. And then we cut off a testicle. <laughs> Oh, we didn't add that before. That well, because I thought of it just got, now. It's called improv, have... right? But don't, don't you think that you're touching on, like, something, like, pathological in the psyche, like, about being a comedian? Like, why would you go? There's something about the fear of, like, I don't know, not getting a laugh or something. I don't know. So like, what's your why question? Would, my question is, the night is specifically geared... For new jokes. For new correct, jokes. Yes. So why would it possess... It? Who is it benefiting? Like, why would well, anyone who, go there and do uh, not new jokes? Why would somebody right. do not new jokes? And right. they do, that was the question that was yeah. asked. And the answer is, is sometimes you just, first of all, yes, you want those laughs because we crave those laughs. Even if it's a night of new jokes, we want those laughs. Second, second of all, this is something we discussed a couple of weeks ago, momentum. Sometimes you don't want to do a new joke in a completely cold environment. You want the momentum of a joke that works and get them laughing, get them into it, get them listening, and then you hit them with the Oh, new to joke. see how it would play out in real life, because in theory... Well, you no, you, be- just, you, you don't want to do it from a standing start sometimes. Right. Okay. You know, sometimes you want to do it from, from a, a rolling start. So maybe you have yeah. to tweak your, your thing yeah. of, like, you can do an old joke in the first minute. Or two These are all things that can be discussed, I, I, but I, the testicle yeah. thing is, is not negotiable. Well, look, that, for me, coming, there's to, the t- only two, coming to the table, coming uh, to the table with three balls, I'm not <laughs> remotely scared of that. But I, I've got a question about the new joke, because I'm doing it on Monday. My question is, isn't it a bit more forgiving since everyone knows that... Yes, of course. I, you, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. when you first started doing stand-up, you go, this is this guy's first time. And then yeah. everybody, you're like, well, that was easy. You're like, yeah, because they set you up to, right. to succeed. I feel like... That's you're, what I'm saying. Why right. would you need to? Yeah, so I feel like you're the, the normally because I've done the thing you've done, which is just be downstairs here at the cellar. Yeah, like I'm gonna try a new joke. Yeah, and then the crowd's like, "No, you, you're not." Well, yeah. <laughs> well, or sometimes, <laughs> and then you're like, "That was weird. That was oddly good." But uh, but normally you would sandwich that between some classics. Yeah, so you, right. you right. got the momentum. But I'm saying if you know it's all new, the crowd's kind of on your side because yeah. they, they're yes. experiencing you experiencing it failing. So yeah. it well, what like I did, be, what I did was I reminded them. Uh, after every couple jokes, by the way, this is new joke night. After like a joke would bomb, I'd go, yeah. just, right. I just uh, perhaps you've forgotten, <laughs> <I did that laughs> but too. this is new joke night. I just want to be clear. 
Yeah. I think it's also a disservice to the audience because you would hope that people are going there because they're really interested yeah. not only in laughing but in the craft and kind of like how people come up with jokes and stuff and it's you want to see that process. I mean, that's why you're going to that show. Or maybe Either I'm overestimating that, well, you're, There's the two people. reasons you're going to that show. You're going because of what you just said, or you're also going because it's on the Comedy Cellar website. Every other show is sold out. Mm. And you say, well, fuck it. We'll go to this new joke show. <laughs> yeah. you're because, like, I'm in from uh, Amsterdam, and I want to go to the Comedy Cellar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that hap- I I'm think sure there's a lot true. of overflow. I'm sure that's true. I know. Lamore is here. She's, oh. she's our next guest. But uh, you can sit and just listen for now. And we'll get to her. She's she's doing it. Do you know? Does everybody know Lamore? I know Lamore. I forgot her last Hi. name. It's Hi. Some... Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. We're, we're just yeah. finishing up this discussion, and then we'll get to Lamore. She wrote a book, uh, a f- photograph book, or she photo, whatever it is. And it's like a book with photographs in it. A so picture I don't know. Book. She, she, it's a picture book, yeah, about com- comedians. That's why she's here. I got a similar plug about my stand-up tour. Don't worry. We'll about get it. to the stand-up tour. <laughs> I'm breaking your balls now, man. It's the comedy cellar table. Luckily, you still it's have all two. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. all I know. We'll see after Monday how many. Uh, we were discussing the new joke night, which Lamore was at actually last week, and she she very much thought I did a good job, and that was helpful because I I didn't think I did, but um, I had one joke that seemed to work about Chinese people. Um, you know, loved Michael Jackson, but you never hear a white guy when the Chinese singer dies <laughs> crying and singing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the, the whole thing relies on a goofy Chinese <laughs> oh, yeah. accent. I heard you do that the other night at the yeah. VU yeah, after the, the new joke night, and I thought it was hysterical. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank Love you, Rorwin. Love that joke. Um, so, uh, the, yes, it seems to be a lot, so much traffic on the Comedy Cellar website that, I mean, I, I think almost any show is going to get at least half sold out. Why do you think people do? Because there's because so much the name, overflow. Just... There's people go to the Comedy Cellar website and they say, "Oh, well, well, let's try to get it to 9:30. Oh, that's sold out. Well, let's try to get it to 10:30. Well, that's sold out. Well, let's try to get it to midnight. Well, that's sold out. Okay, fuck it. We'll hear Dan Adderman sings country because <laughs> that's the only thing that there's that there's that there's left on the fucking thing. <laughs> I think that show would sell out. Actually, yeah, well, I don't think it would sell. Out. <laughs> All right, but well, it would I definitely mean... get at least 10 people just because overflow. Yeah, but is and, it... and they would think the people would think, "Oh, Dan Adderman sings country. That's like." Upright Citizens Brigade. It's like, it makes no sense, but yeah. it's comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the name of an improv troupe. Yeah. <laughs> like Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> but no, it's me singing country uh, music. But is it, is it working? Is it working for comedians more and impo- most? Ooh, the, the New Joke City? Yeah, like, is it? do you guys find it useful? Well, yeah, yeah Rory do. hasn't done it yet. Oh, it's, okay. only, it's only happened oh, twice. It's only happened twice. Okay. No, I mean, let's not get carried away. It's I find it very time. useful. And I think this one of the reasons people wouldn't do new material, I think... Is because they would not prepare, and then you you agree to do it, and then you show up and go, I don't have anything prepared, and then you don't want to bomb with these things that aren't right. thought That's out. That's true, you well, know. And seven r- minutes is a long time. Yeah. With all new shit. That yeah. room, though, that room, that fat black pussycat so, room, is it is it is a is a difficult room to begin with, even when you go in there with the, with the gold, because it's a weird layout, not bad weird, but like it's different. It's yeah. Not, you know, they're, everyone's it's in those intimate. big. Oh, they're in those big cushy chairs. Yeah. So People you, are too comfortable. Yeah. You think. I don't think they're too comfortable. I'm just saying it's not like a normal cellar room or right. just a normal comedy club room, which is what's cool about it. Yeah. But I'm saying the challenge of that room exists with new, not yeah. with with, yeah. with your standards. It exists, yeah. so it's interesting that it's in that yeah. room. So I think that kind of either will help or hurt. You know, yeah, as, as, maybe. on stage. I don't know. I was there last night. If I may come in, I was there last night, and it was amazing. You were at the New Joke City last night. You yes. were there last week. I was there last week. You're and what last we night. call last night. I took pictures of all the comedians. While they were performing, I don't think you're authorized to do that. No, I got permissions oh, to do okay. that. So. Obviously, she's not crazy. She's uh, a you're a huge comedy fan, Lamore. I am. I have so much appreciation. I mean, people apparently like this crap. 
<laughs> I, have, I, have, I have an enormous amount of respect for comedians. I think what you guys do is so special. And I don't think you even guys realize how much you're helping people. I mean, you, you can have a really bad day and then you, you listen even to this podcast, which is really funny, and to other funny podcasts and other comedians. And you can have a really shitty day and then come at the end of the day to see a comedy show and you forget about and everything. And sometimes a woman will come to a comedy show and not only will she get laughter, she will get cummed on. What was the end? By who? I wouldn't by, by one of our comedians. In other what? words, a lot of our comedians provide extra services to the female clientele. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> not necessarily everybody. And Extra services? I did not I'm saying it. not only will you get to laugh, but you will get to have sex with some gross comedian. Wow, well, that's not bad. $15 and two drink minimum. Which is not so yeah. bad. Yeah. Not too bad. Uh, you know, certain comedians do that more than others. I don't know who's getting the favor in that scenario. Yeah, I, I'm but, not sure okay. that, the, uh, that the women are winning in that one. Yeah. I, I, know well, a lot of, know, I know a lot of comedians. A lot of women, from they come from far off places, and they, they're under the mistaken impression that we're somebody. Mm, we're that is a mistake, We're ladies. on stage, you We know. can end that right now. Let me say, don't think that. And, well, once I get back to my apartment, they realize, oh, God, this guy's... I thought this guy was like somebody, and then, but no, apparently not. Like, they, I'm poorer than they would have guessed, I right. guess. But, that's um, where you got it. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's an like issue. Some people, I think, from out of town think we're all rich. Huh. I don't know. Just they because know we're comedians? Because we're in New York doing comedy in front of a full house yeah. on a Friday. It looks very impressive. And Americans know better? Pardon? Ameri Americans know better? No, I don't think Americans do know better. Oh, okay. I, well, I think there's two kinds of Americans. Half of, half of them think we're rich, and the other half think we have day jobs still. Right. Because those are the questions I get most often. Yeah. Is, do you, so what do you do for real? Right. Yes, I get that a lot, too. You know. <laughs> That's why one of my least favorite <laughs> things is to tell people. And even when I'm in town for a gig and like I'm getting picked up at the airport or there's a, a cab driver and he's like, what are you in town for? I'm like, business conference. Yeah. Because that 40-minute conversation from the airport Oh, I never tell hotel, the cab driver. Yeah, cause about being a comedian yeah. and them asking all those questions. It's almost like... I have to re-explain. I have to re-justify my life to right. that dude yeah. every time. Uh, and the Someone's barber, like, you know, the barber. Right, last time I went for a haircut, they said, "What do you do?" And I, I just said, "I do." I did. I said what I, my father did. I said, "I write technical publications," and because that's going to cut the conversation <laughs> off at the knee. Wow. <laughs> yeah, even on the I podcast, just, yeah, I just <laughs> fell asleep, and you only know, nobody, barely nobody knows the enough about it. Like if I said I'm a real estate agent, they go, "Oh, well, tell me, yeah. where, where can I get something right. on the upper side?" If I said I'm a, I work at a, at a restaurant, oh, what restaurant? Oh, what kind of you know? They what might kind of ask, uh, "Oh, yeah. I used to be a waiter." Well, so how you know whatever? Yeah. They right. might have questions, but I got to cut these motherfuckers off. <laughs> From Jump Street, and say no. I write uh, plastics uh, extrusion technology. Uh, I'm doing something right now with uh, with ball bearings, and then shut that Dan dude is right. All about cutting and balls. This whole show is just about balls, well, that was cutting Freudian, and cutting balls. There's an underlying theme oh, here. God. Anyway, if you've if you've if you've made it this far in the program, I have a real treat for you because right now we're going to do Rory's <laughs> road gigs. <laughs> I don't even, I'm not even prepared to plug my road gigs. I was just being sarcastic. Oh. No, I have a bunch. I do have a bunch. Oh, well, then maybe just give the, uh, give your, give your, um, the next couple of weeks, uh, starting September, you, know, yeah, yeah, you can catch me all over this great country, uh, up and down the Eastern Seaboard. Suddenly I want to hear about technical publications. <laughs> hey, let me tell you a little something about ball bearings. Here's a little something you got to learn. Who lives up in Poughkeepsie and likes ball bearings? No, I was being sarcastic. I was just saying I was, I was well, starting can, can, a part well, where, of the earlier. Where would we, well, well, I'm about, going up to Poughkeepsie. 
I'm going out right. to Governors on Long Island, where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, boy I'm makes a Long good. Island boy. I'm doing uh, shows out in. Uh, I really. You don't know? I don't even know. Yeah, I, ha- I can look. Well, but where would know. you go to find out? I would probably have to go to. Uh, well, I would go to my Twitter, my t- tweets. Your tweets. I've That's been the twatting. Best place? I've been twatting them, uh, and I'm going to Instagram them as well. It's all my name, Rory Albanese. I'm going to be uh, in St. All? Louis, Missouri. I'm going to be in St. Okay. Louis. I got to remember now, Dan. I wasn't really prepared for this. Um, I've got a lot. Of, I'm going to be at Karen. I'm not going to say that one because it's another New York club. Um, well, you can say it. No, Noam doesn't mind if you, if you say plug Caroline. Oh, really? Yeah, Noam, so you understand Noam is drowning in money? He don't care. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, I don't want to. Look, you, can't you, harm you, you are a lot less scared of the people who run this place than I am. Because you're Dan Nadiman. You know, you can do anything you want. Well, Noam and I have a personal relationship. I've swum in his pool. Oh. <laughs> That's literally speaking. Oh, I'm going to be That's in uh, Arizona, Tempe, Arizona. I'm going to be uh, the in uh, Tempe September. Improv. The Tempe Improv. How's that Tempe Improv? I've never been to Tempe. Tempe. <laughs> well, how is the Tempore Improv? Is that the, is that the place really where, good. They, uh, is that where they got covered in lava? Tempe. That's Pompeii. Oh, Pompeii. Pompeii. I'm sorry. That's in your confused. home country. I get confused. Yeah, that's where all the people. It's so hot there. They're covered in ash, right? Tempeii. I'm in there. It's gonna be tough to sell tickets. Were you here when we talked about the nightly show, Ryan? That's been it's been no. canceled. No, yeah. I heard about it. You know, he knows it's been canceled. We share uh, cabs home. Yeah, okay. so we, we talked talk about it. So, but, but, but tight budget now. So, yes, that's right. But Uber. now Rory gets to really concentrate on his first love. Which, of course, is stand-up comedy. Oh, I thought you were going to say my girlfriend. Hey, oh. wink, wink. No, yeah, stand-up comedy. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. It's but kind what? of exciting, maybe. A little bit. I mean, yeah, it's, it's sad. Rory's for me, tw- it's exciting. Rory's yeah. tweeting something. I don't know why he seems uh, distracted. No, I'm not tweeting. I mean, I'm just making sure. I'm trying to figure out where I'm doing stand-up. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I like being on the road. Being on the road's fun because you get to go. I always feel like when you're this on the road. This is where you and Dan will not see eye to eye. Well, no, but not, I, you don't like I, it. I've see, been go- but I've discussed this time and again. We don't need to rehash this. I don't like it. But it feels to me, like, uh, it, you maybe will appreciate this, Ryan. When you were a kid, or like you watched, used to watch those like westerns, you know, and someone would roll into town and like, you know, they'd yeah. have, be like, I'm back. It was me from, uh, you know, I'm back in town. Yeah. And then, you, you know, you have sex with all the whores at the brothel, but you have your regular whore at the brothel. And then you, you know, you like, you know, you, you, you sling some jokes, you kill a couple people in town, and then you're like, see you next year, everybody. You know, there's a, there's a I have jokes will travel. It's kind of my, you know, you just it feels, like the recurring cheers moment. I like the, I just saying. like the idea of being in random places in the country that you probably would not travel to. There's something about traveling alone that's rewarding. You're you're always staying in a place that's very humbling. You know, for me, I'm always like, <laughs> yeah. you're always, here's what I would say about going on the road to do stand-up comedy. Do you ever drive on the highway and you see someone walking on the highway yeah. and you're like, who the hell is what that? The, fuck, the answer yeah. is it's a stand-up comedian. <laughs> like, that's the answer. Because like, I, when I'm, I, you know, you're you looking like, for food. Yeah, and I'm like walking with an Applebee's <laughs> to-go bag, traveling and jumping across a seven-lane highway because the only way to get places yes. is with a car and I don't have a car. That's right. so And the true. Applebee's is right there. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to risk my life. Yeah. To get that, I can yes, see cheddar chicken sandwich. I can see You're that right. salad bar buffet, but I can't get <laughs> but, there. But I'm going for it. You know, and, and, I've, I've, I've crossed you know many a highway. Yes, and I've like, crossed many a highway on foot. Oh. Yes, and yeah. there's things that you for the do. Yes, and it's, yeah. it usually is an apple. Yeah, and there's things yeah. you do that you don't you don't do in normal life, and I feel like that's yeah. what makes stand up so much fun. And you end up meeting other comics on the road, and I, I don't know, yeah. there's something about it that's just very. Uh, Real. It's like what you think stand-up is supposed to be. Yeah. It, well, I guess maybe what I having done it w- w- as a kid, maybe you imagine like big stadiums and yeah, you know things. But then you realize as when you kid, start doing it. As a kid, know. I had no idea. All I saw was comics on Letterman, and hmm. then I saw them in sitcoms. So I thought, oh, you do Letterman, you get a sitcom. Yeah. And and maybe you do some clubs in the city. Was that the, is that the end game for an Adamant? You want a sitcom? 
Like, uh, I just, you know what? Just, just write me a check. I don't care what it's for. Really? At this point, it's just I, about I'm the tired. money. I'm tired. I'm tired, Roy. Oh, you're I'm not tired. tired. <laughs> not a minute. You just keep going. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> by the way, I'm doing Conan next week, everybody. Oh, Are you? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, by the time this airs, what day next week? Uh, well, I think it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday okay. in L.A. And they did. They approved the joke that I do about uh, the bad uncle. I gotta uh, go down. Okay, Ryan. Good to Thanks, see you. Thanks, Ryan. Thank, Thank you, Ryan. You. Thanks, guys. Thanks for stopping by. Bye. I know that's not your favorite activity, these podcasts. I'm from Idaho, which uh, <laughs> New Yorkers are the worst. <laughs> What's that? You can't even tell a New Yorker where you're from. Where are you from? Ugh, you're from another place. How do you live? How do you live in another place? <laughs> this is my favorite. New Yorkers say this kind of thing. I could never live anywhere else. <laughs> oh, I could never. Do you hear New Yorkers say that? The burden of living in another place. Oh. How? How do you do it? I could never live anywhere else. I think you could. I really think you could. I think if you used all your faculties and skills and really focus, you know, you might survive in a condo in Denver, you know? I can never. This is the only place I have an identity. The only place you feel comfy is every other street corner. There's a shattered man and nobody cares. That's where I feel most at home. I could never live anywhere else. But Ryan, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Sorry, that's not true. I mean, what kind of assumptions are you jumping to? The audacity of that statement. I'm from a town of a thousand people in Idaho. Do you think New Yorkers could make it there? I don't. They couldn't make it there. What happened? I don't know. He wandered off looking for gluten-free cupcakes and... Where are they? They're supposed to be right here. They're not right here. They're always right here. They need my cupcakes. Three days later, we found a body. Turns out he couldn't make it here. Like, maybe this is the easiest place to make it, you know, really. You think about that. Sure, you're going to get lost, yeah, but you pop up out of the subway and go, oh, the streets have numbers, and I see six delis. I think I'm going to make it. Oh, I made it. I made it. Stop it. Stop it with the attitude. It's not the end-all, be-all. It's a great city. Greatest city in the world? I think we're overlooking a few things. Uh, what's that smell? It's the greatest city in the world. Don't step on that. Greatest city in the world. 
<laughs> you know what the problem is? The wrong people are saying that stuff. What do you mean you made it? Your father's paying your rent and you got a job tweeting for a startup? Is that what you mean? Is that what? Congratulations. You really did it. <laughs> I love how half the room claps and half the room shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we tweet for startups. <laughs> I just needed a place to live, you know. I just needed a place to be creative. I'm a writer and I don't have a deal and I had to be in the village. That's that's the only place I'm inspired and I can't afford a place in the village on my own, so I had to ask my father. It's the most creative thing I ever did. It's a great city. I mean, come on, it's a great city. I didn't know what to do when I first showed up here. I would just get in line for things. That's what it felt like. I would just wake up in the morning and go, let's go get in some lines. One day, I found myself crowded on a boat with a lot of other hopeful, sweaty people <laughs> on the way to the Statue of Liberty. What I realized is that these boat tour companies have actually managed to just kind of recreate the immigrant experience. <laughs> I don't even think they're aware of what they're doing, but... <laughs> ten minutes in, all I could think was, get me to America. I don't want to be here anymore. I got to get off this boat and get a job and feed my family. So, you know, my joke about being the bad uncle. Well, I don't want to give it away on the radio, but it's about, it's to do with being an uncle and touching your nephew or niece inappropriately. Well, we I, certainly, have... I certainly don't approve it. Right. And the joke is condemning it, in fact. But it's bringing up the subject. Being an uncle is an easy job and... It's almost impossible to be a bad uncle unless you commit a sex crime. That's pretty much the only way to mess up unclehood. Like, if all you do is not molest your niece or nephew, you're considered a reasonable uncle. You know, there's a lot of ways to be a bad father, right? Somebody says to you, I had a bad father. That can mean anything. That can mean he wasn't there for you financially, emotionally, he didn't nurture you, he didn't care for you. But if someone says to you, I had a bad uncle, you know what that means, okay? There ain't no ambiguity there. You knew why you never had to ask, oh, why was he a bad uncle? You just ask, oh, how often was he a bad uncle? Where did he bad uncle you? Conan would probably be the home for it because Conan is the home of the, the masturbating bear. Right. Um, is he the most kind of permissible, I guess? Permissive? I would imagine so. You know, do you guys do you find out like who else is on with you in advance? Well, you can go on the website and like next week there was nobody like I really 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 did. Uh, like, I think uh, I think uh, Bob Odenkirk is going to be on one of the days. So maybe I don't know if it's the day I'm because I don't know yet what precise day. Right. But I saw Bob Odenkirk is coming. I think uh, um, also the guy that used to work with Bob Odenkirk, David, David Cross. Cross, is also mm. coming on. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, these people are cool, but they're comics or yeah. comic people, and I, I they don't. I, well, they I, also have like a musician or like an actor. I mean, don't they? Switch it up? Like, it wouldn't well, just be comedians on one we'll show? We'll see who's on. All right. I mean, ideally, it would be, like, say, a, a beautiful actress. Right. And she would see my stand-up, and she would say, you know, <laughs> I know you're a nobody with a studio <laughs> apartment, but 
wow, is that some stand-up? She said, but kid, you've got <laughs> yeah. it. I, you know, and then and then we start dating, and then that's, you know, and then also get some publicity and with some Twitter followers. And then it's like you and Jessica Lang, and it becomes like Langaman. Wait, you Lang. know what I mean? They like kind of combine the two names. I think Jessica Lang's a bit old. Is that not for you though? You're like you know, you're an old soul, Nadaman. You, well, you need right. a girl like you need a classy name like nah, Jessica Well, that's Lang. a good transition to our next topic because classy names. Lamore, well, yeah, I'm gonna you know me and transitions. They're not always <laughs> obvious at first. Are you doing? You didn't see the Brian Hamilton the transition coming, but when it hit you, you knew it. Oh, it hit. Are you <laughs> right. doing uh, new transition night on Tuesdays over at the uh, Fat Black, where you just work on transitions? That would be jokes? really funny. <laughs> well, I'm it's just it. seven minutes of, you know what else I was thinking about? Doing it, I'm, I'm, I'm producing it. Speaking funny of, you speaking should of mention ice cream. balls. Yeah, speaking of ice cream. All segues. All segues. Lamore, what's your last name, Lamore? Garfinkel. 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 Lamore Garfinkel, also a big comedy fan, but also she's a photographer. Yes. And so she she emailed me or called me and said, do you want to participate yes. in a book of comedians, pictures of comedians? And I said, you try and stop me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so so tell us, Lamore, about this book. Yes, Dan, I'm very happy that you are a part of this project. Well, good to Actually, be part of the your picture is just blowing everybody's minds. They love it. You guys can see it. I'll show you. Okay, yeah. make sure you talk into the mic a little bit more. Okay, Clearly guys, an enunciation. I will show you Dan's picture. It's a picture of me. Can I describe it for our listening Absolute. audience? It's Absolutely. a picture of me dressed as a oh, 1930s wow. era Hollywood mogul. Really wow. where you should have This yeah. is what I was just saying about born. the Jessica Lant. You know, yeah. this is well, the guy. I think I transitioned after yeah. that. So you should, know, you should know that there's a process. <laughs> oh, I see now. There's Are a process I go through with each comedian before we shoot. I interview them. I ask them questions. I have this black book where I write all their answers. And literally, if anybody finds this book, they can extort all of you. I have so much wow. information. Oh, boy. But that's how we really come up with the idea for each person. I love this. Thank you. Let me describe it Dan to the audience. Awesome. I'm wearing. Really Maybe fun. we can put this up like, like on the Louis, website or it's something. It's like a Louis B. Mayer. I got like a, a pinstripe suit. I'm smoking a cigar. Yeah, um, I'm in an old time looking office uh, yeah. with a with a pen. And you're a like contract. the you're like the Jew that owned the toy store and wouldn't close on mm -hmm. Christmas Eve. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, I'll the, tell you, well, that <laughs> that was the idea. Here's what, he's, he's the guy. He's the guy like who canceled the, the nightly show. He's like, <laughs> kill the show, you know. And then one this phone This is rings. the guy. This is an old. Well, you're both right, by the way. This is an old school <laughs> Hollywood producer. They don't make these anymore. This is not like a Judd Apatow who respects women. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, actually, my direction to to, to you was Dan. And you have a little tomato in front of you. A tomato, exactly. <laughs> That's what I call her. This is a guy. A tomato. <laughs> yeah. a tomato. Now, this is a picture. We don't hear audio. But what I'm saying is, yeah. look, I got 100 actresses that can do this part as well as you. So what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, exactly. That's all, that was the direction. <laughs> to convince me to yeah. give you this part. This oh, contract. Wow. It had to be it's so dirty. It also, you could just go like this. I want a boxing picture. And then here's the worst right. part. After I have sex with well, the actress, she don't get the part. <laughs> That's right. That was the plan. We actually even—that's a hell of a backstory. That's a real producer. You know what? We even um, programmed the time on that old clock, the antique clock, to be seven twenty, so he works late. Wow! And that one, or shows up early. Yeah. We don't know. Well, he's there. He's, he's there, there, from there the before, the, before the secretary comes in. Yeah. But um, anyways, the project—you know—the idea for it, I was really inspired. Um, believe it or not, Artie Fakwa, when he was in a coma. I was really, I w I've known Artie for many, many years. And um, when he was in a coma, you know, it was really upsetting and sad. And when he got out of it, I was so excited that I called him and I said, you know, Artie, I want to do a, a portrait. And he was like, absolutely. You know, Artie, he loves 
having his picture taken. Yeah. And he was like, absolutely. I follow so, him on Instagram. Yeah. So um, I, we did two portraits of him at the um, underground, which I'll show you. And and he basically inspired this whole project. Di- directly into the mic, if you yeah. could. I think, I, I think it's well, okay. When does the book come out? Is it ready so, to go? So, okay. So the whole goal here... Awesome. The whole goal here, that's this one, and then there's... So it's a picture of Artie in a chair. uh, uh, Looks like he's thinking. He's meditating. Well, the idea for this was, I told him, basically, give me a look as if you kind of sold your soul to the devil, because that's how you came back to life. Because he came back against all odds, really. I mean, and and he's better than ever. This this new Artie is is amazing. He can't move as well as he used to. But other than that, yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's so full of life and so positive and amazing. And, um, and the yeah. other one is of him taking a selfie, which, you know. This is like that classic, Artie. I mean, <laughs> exactly. you don't need any backstory there. Exactly. You kind of so know what you're dealing with. That is fantastic. And, uh, and That's a picture of Artie taking a selfie uh, right. while sort of uh, leaning against a pool table. The pool table at the uh, Fat Black Pussycat. His second home. That is exactly. fantastic so, um, photograph. Thank you. You're a so very talented photographer. Thank you so yeah. much. Maybe you'll be on the project, too. Well, Rory, you're welcome oh. to be on the project. To welcome the project. to it. Here's my question. How much time does it take to set up a photo like that? How much lighting? So with this one, for example, we did everything. It was just me and Artie, and we did the whole thing within um, an hour and a half, the whole, the two shots, because I was kind of nervous because uh, Liz gave us permissions, and I, and I didn't want to overstay my welcome, and we just went through it really quickly. With Dan, how long did it take us to do hours? A couple of hours? Uh, yeah, maybe three hours. When three I was hours because done. you went through wardrobe. Um, he had to go through wardrobe. We did his hair. Um, and then, you know, it was kind of like for me, it was testing the lights on him. And um, we had a whole set, you know, so it took a little longer. This here, the place was as is. I just, you know, the, uh, the first shot, I, I moved the chair. I moved the furniture up a little bit. But yeah, it takes about an hour and a half. It's awesome. Um, depends. He, I can show you pictures that took longer, like uh, Carmen, Carmen's, um, Carmen's. Lynch, we, Carmen. We went Lynch. all the way up. Carmen Lynch. We went all the way up to Harriman Park to do uh, hers. And oh she had hair goodness. and makeup. And That's we like she's like Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Eating we, chocolate. We custom made uh, uh, the, the cape for her. I had, a, I had a fashion designer. I must say also that I have uh, people volunteering with me because the whole goal of this is to do a gallery opening, which will be a charity event benefiting children with some kind of, I'm not going to say mental issues, but anxiety disorder. And, and the reason that... I mean, future comedians, Exactly. <laughs> you got it. You got it. So, you know, the reason this is so fitting is because, you know, comedians go through so much, you know, either anxiety or depression. But I think that they're the only group of people I can, at least I know of, that channel that, channel it into such positivity with either, you know, writing sketch comedy or, you know, just stand-up comedy, whatever it is. And... Um, I find it to be really inspiring, and, and actually, I'm probably teaming up with a charity, with an organization, organization that works with children who will use comedy as a, as a way of overcoming their anxiety. Very so cool. Well, it's not working for us, but I, I God bless if they. Is if this is, is this <laughs> is this your first um, pro, like solo project? Are you do you have yes, other stuff out there? It is. I <clears throat> mostly shoot architecture. Uh, that's my bread and butter. I shoot commercial architecture in New York. So, uh, uh, for a living. For a living. Yeah, okay. And, and I, I come from a background of advertising. I shot ad campaigns. And I must say that it is shooting comedians is probably the most fun um, uh, subjects to shoot because they are so open. I mean, even when we sit and I interview them and we go over ideas, and 
they're just so open to my crazy ideas and, and they're willing to do it. And it's just, there's nothing more fun. And when, you know, I worked on ad campaigns, shooting the talent at, ad, at advertising campaigns, it's just the most boring thing you can do because they're just so empty. They're just these pretty people and it's just, you know, that they're boring. Now, if you were to sit down with Albany, see, I, in my mind, I have an idea for Albany's. He's, he's delivering it. pizza. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Am I in a cutoff? Gene no, cutoff? Uh, you know what? Like we're going kind of to have to... one ball is somebody, hanging out. Uh, somebody order a pizza? <laughs> we're going to have to dig deeper than that, I, I feel All right. like. He's All spinning right. pizza. So I should stop cutting my jeans right now? Am I making a mistake? Am I moving too quickly? But he, she tries to capture the essence. Like, people say, I'm like a 30 style yeah. Yeah. dude. Exactly. So that's why she, yeah. we did that. No, these, pic these pictures are amazing. I mean, they're they're better than anything I've seen in you know Vanity Fair or Harper's oh, Bazaar. Well, thank you. Are, yeah, I mean, really. I mean, that I'm Carmen Lynch photograph is it? It's it, incredible. It actually almost looks like the stuff that's not red is in black and white, but it's not. They like look the like way paintings. You've, the almost. way you've adjusted the color thank there. You, that, people yeah. say that to me. No, they're they're re and that one of Rick is amazing. Yeah, the one as of well. Rick Chrome. Rick Chrome. Rick Chrome is the nutty professor. Rick Chrome was so much fun to work with. Yeah. He was just that's a no surprise. He's yeah. a professional. He was really. I mean, he's the best. He's the best. So can you just finish? what you were saying this is going to be an art exhibit and then there will, the book will be on sale or the book so, what's kind so of going to yeah, happen so that's the that? goal the goal is to do uh, once I have enough comedians and enough you know names that will bring in the money because that's the idea to do the charity event it, yes it, I'm out oh <laughs> you're in you're in right. you're in so Rory's adorable I think it'd be wonderful in your book of pictures oh, thanks, you're Natalie. definitely in you're the best studio head I've ever worked with <laughs> Um, so that's the idea to do the gallery opening event to combine that with a with a comedy event, bring comedians in. That's how we're gonna get them collect the money. We're gonna sell prints. We're gonna. It's my own baby, and and I am self funding this, but it's it's totally my pleasure to give back because oh, wow. I feel so lucky, you know. Um, so how many comedians do you have so far? Like how many? Um, I have a few that I haven't shown you. Okay. Um, I shot Jim Norton, for example. I'm not showing it yet. And he was uh, being peed on in the picture. <laughs> that's his kind of. A, no, that's that's how he. That's, that's his thing. I, to be honest with you, I think it's exaggerated, but I know he likes to talk. I don't about want to ruin his reputation. Right. He's probably one of the nicest guys. Yeah, I know that. Well, that's why <laughs> yeah. I think he's full of shit. <laughs> no. And he's not nearly the creep that that he pretends to be. Who cares? He's hilarious. All right, but I like authenticity. This man's never been crapped on. <laughs> oh, God. I would, I All right, know. let's not. <laughs> Steve, you want to have anything to add? This is how Steve, the manager, has been sitting here listening. I don't know if he, if he wants to talk or not. Well, she said she would take my picture. Absolutely. But, but, she, but you're the for manager. The book. I know, but not for the book, just for... No, well, no, 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 absolutely. What do you need a picture he will for? Be. Absolutely. Tinder? He will you, be a part of you it. Wanna, you want to tell him well, our idea? Well, Steve, first of all, is a very old friend of mine, and it will be my honor and pleasure to add him because he's a he's an inseparable part of this place. Unfortunately. Oh, thank yeah. you very so. much. <laughs> Merci, petite. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> so you're going to put him in the book, or you're just Wait, can, we, you can we talk about the premise? Yours? Yeah. You want to share that? Well, you... Okay. You, go ahead. All right, so uh, Steve is going to... Uh, <laughs> if you do Superman, I'm going to fucking no. flip this no. table. Okay. No, no, no. I already yeah. have somebody... <laughs> Actually, Greer Barnes might be a superhero. Okay, that makes I could see that. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I would have, watch the shit out I'm of a superhero movie if Greer Barnes was the superhero. Yeah, Greer seriously. Barnes is the most awesome. Yeah, Marina Franklin would probably do her, not sure yet, maybe as a 1960s um, Bond girl. Nice. Cool. We'll see, Very we'll nice. see. But Steve's idea... Um, <laughs> like an Area 51 type of deal. Yeah. Where like, mm -hmm. um, you know, black? there's a crashed spaceship behind me and I'm carrying a, uh, maybe an unconscious or dead alien in my arms. But I love that. So with just Todd Barry going to be the alien? a smoking spaceship behind me. Todd Barry's going to be the alien? I could see that. you have two pictures of one? 
and wait, I'm in like a black wait, would you, suit. I was like, gonna say you're yeah. in like a Men in Black. I have ash oh, on my face. And, okay, you know, I kind of. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah we're kind of. I don't know where to get an alien though. Todd well, Barry, I said. <laughs> <laughs> I actually spoke you about it. You got the second time. The, prob- the, problem the is second she- time I got it in. Yeah, but seriously, she doesn't like to Photoshop every- anything. I don't like I don't like photo uh, composing. I like, because I'm an architectural photographer, I'm doing, these are called environmental portraits. These are not like close-up portraits, right? We see their environment of the person. So it's really important for me for authenticity to have the person really in the space. Because it's a diff- it would be a different project if I start photo composing. Well, I don't know where you're gonna find that alien spaceship then. Yeah. Well, no, I already spoke to I spoke to my uh, set designer slash art director about it, and she said it's possible. We can do that. We can it's pieces you know. of scrap metal and some smoke. Yeah, we can come That's up all. with something. But, but since it's not going in the book, what's the reason for these photos of Steve? He might be in the book. He I feel be. like he's an inseparable player. You know, well, if the book's about the, like but the book's not about the comedy seller, it's about comics in general. Well. It's or a, maybe it's it is about the, the comedians, but you know what? There are people who support the comedians. Thank God you're not my manager. <laughs> I was going to say, man. <laughs> there are people you who support. Steve being in the book. <laughs> I, I, I'm nothing against it's it. It's okay. But I don't mind if I'm not in it, but I like Steve being in the book. Know, we all I, want Steve to be. I in would the even book. love having Esty on it if she would do it. I would love having you know anybody, even a waitress that works here that's kind of known for working here, like um, Linda, maybe. You know, oh, yeah. I'm open. I, I just have to say that um, I was so impressed with the generosity of all the comedians here. And uh, I'm really appreciative of, you know, uh, I wouldn't be able to do this, first of all, if um, I didn't get the okay to approach the comedians. And, you know, because obviously otherwise you just this creep who approaches, you know, I got the okay. Uh, you, yeah, I'm not just going to lie. You're, you're a very pretty girl. <laughs> no no comedian is going to be like, go away from me. And they're like, well, look at this, a pretty you're girl. Like, hey, so you're going to pay attention yeah. to me for three hours straight <laughs> with no one else? Like if, if you walked no. into any comic upstairs here at the cellar, that all be like, nobody would be like, this girl's creeping me out. They'd all be like, oh, get Get up! Somebody get up so she can sit. Well, you know, <laughs> I just, wants to take my picture. In the beginning, in the beginning, though, it's it's you know you have to prove yourself somehow. You're right. not some you know creep off the mm-hmm. street one. And um, so I, I'm very appreciative, and I'm really really impressed with the generosity of all the comedians who, when they hear that this project is for charity in the future, you know, and it's it, on an unrelated note. Hamilton went down to do a spot. He's still never on stage. Came back. Oh, he's, he, uh, uh. oh, I thought maybe he snuck out like the, no. like the sneak is. he is. Maybe oh. you underestimated him, Nat. I mean, no, he's he's not as he went down early pure because he's been. He, he went down early because he's uh, he's. I mean, that was like 20 minutes ago. I hear the crowd yeah, clapping. He, yeah. By the way, oh, he's he, getting he killed last night at New Jersey. Oh, well, he always kills. He only kills Ryan Give us something Hamilton. that's new. Yeah. Did you get Ryan to do this? He, Ryan will do it. Uh, we already spoke. We already great. have an idea How for about Ryan. How lying in a manger? Like, yeah, I was going to no, say. No, we already or, have an idea. We have a really cool idea for Ryan. Or like a Disney just, prince. We're just having dinner with God. You know what I mean? Something he could do. You know, guys, so the whole idea is to dig a little deeper, you know, and I spoke to Ryan, and we came up with something really cool and really excited about it, actually. Ryan Hamilton, I'm going to say this. If, if people in New York City struggling to get tickets to see Hamilton, I'd say scrap him and see come Ryan. see Ryan, Ryan Hamilton. Because he is one of the funniest humans on planet Earth. He, and he only kills. He's really one of the best comedians I've ever seen. He's one of those guys when I see him, I go, how the hell is this and guy clean. not clean, funny, yeah. always working on new material? And he's actually, he's clean, but he's really fun to hang out with, I must say. I when, then he's they, not a stick in the mud. And no. you can tell your girlfriend he got Hamilton tickets. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. And here's the trick. Have sex first and then right, explain then to her. her. <laughs> no, I said I got Hamilton tickets. I didn't say which Hamilton. <laughs> we, that yeah, that uh, word about uh, an hour three. Yeah, we're going to cut in some comedy. So. We're going to cut in Maybe some comedy. Maybe some new jokes. Uh, but I thought this was a nice episode. This was great. 
Thank you, Rory Albanese. And, Thank you guys and, for having me. It was and very fun. Uh, when they, well, they say when with regard to the nightly show, they say when God closes one door, He opens up another. Yeah. Now I well, never believed that myself. Well, you gotta you gotta really believe in God I, for that but, one. To but but true. in your case, this could be an opportunity for you to pursue more stand up as you've always wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna do, Dan. That's it. No and, more. And be in Lamore's book. And you don't that's, have that's all I'm thinking. <laughs> you don't about have that. kids. So you, with you, after the Lamore said it could be in a book, I've really just kind of tuned out. <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. What well, tour dates? <laughs> yeah, tour more. Let's talk more. Lamore, Lamore. Thank you for stopping by, and uh, we look forward to seeing the book. And I hope you get some big names because that'll really help. And keep us posted on the events and stuff so we can continue. And Ryan Hamilton's over there. Ryan did not come back to us, which is fine because we're finishing up anyway, Ryan.